Hey guys, this is Grandy with Mob Pop Fishing. Before this episode, want to give a quick word for our sponsor, Whisker Seeker Tackle. Uh, they create these catfish float rigs called the Rattlers and the XL Rattlers. And these things create noise, vibration, and the cool thing is they also keep your, your bait above the ground so it keeps it elevated so whether you're using cut bait whether you're using live bait any type of catfish bait at all it allows those channel cats those you know flatheads the blue cats to be able to use their sense of smell and to be able to detect the the bait so make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com uh, use coupon code bff25 underscore rattlers that way you get 25 percent off for the next two weeks on that i'll make sure fishing kit puts everything in the show notes so that way you guys have all the information other than that enjoy this episode thanks guys All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Mapa Fishing. We have Mr. This is Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. And today, got a special guest. And we have a gentleman out of there in Illinois. Uh, we were just talking a little bit uh, earlier about that, and I just want to confirm on that. But we have Mr. Jigging with Jake. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm good. How are you fellas doing tonight? Good, good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if it, Anybody, guys, got to go check out his YouTube channel. Uh, pretty cool, pretty uh, educational. Uh, I, I'll jump in that later. I was actually talking to Fishing Kid about that. Uh, I love what you're doing with your channel and the content you're bringing. So hopefully everybody go check it out. Add some subscribers to you, man. So um, let's crack some beers, man. You ready to go? Yeah, man. Cool. So today, uh, I actually want everybody to know I got... We got the hookups. I think Fishing Kid and I myself uh, from Adventurous Brewing uh, out of there in Bittendorf, Iowa. And they donated some beer. They actually did a home visit. John, shout out to you, John. If you're listening, that was badass. Pandemic and everything. He came here and he dropped out the beer in my doorstep. That's a <laughs> that was awesome, man. So I'm drinking today the uh, I'm going double IPA, double Indian pale ale. So I'm gonna try it out. What do you got, Kit? All right, I also have an adventurous brewing. I don't know what it's going to look like on the green screen. Actually, hey, that ain't too bad. That ain't too bad. And this is going to be a mouthful. It is the sour ale of key lime, cinnamon, vanilla, and milk sugar. Wow. We're <laughs> gonna have to, uh, I'm going to ask them, well, what did they put in that? That's a lot of stuff, man. Holy cow. You got to let, yeah. let me know how that tastes, man. So uh, what, are you, what are you drinking down there, J uh, Jake? I'm just keeping it old school. Little natty light. Natty natty light. light. All right. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining you know, us. Cheers. Right. And I'm not going to lie. That is a um, damn good double IPA. Actually, I was really um, I was anticipating a, uh, a mouthful of hops, and it's really not. It's actually really, really good. So anybody go try out that uh, beer out there in Bentendorf, Iowa, man. Adventures Brewing. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we, we actually invited Jake or actually, I think uh, fishing kid invited, uh, Jake to jump on and, um, hopefully we can learn a thing or two from you, uh, Jake. And, and the reason being, cause, um, what I, I was talking to fishing kid earlier was that I really appreciate that you do a lot of shore, like, like bank fishing. Uh, I don't have a boat. I can't afford a boat. I got all these damn kids and everything. So, I can truly appreciate the bank fishing aspect of your, your YouTube channel and, and what you do. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that, man. Tell us a little bit more about that and your, your channel and, and yourself, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
I've always been a bank fisherman and I, I'm from kind of the same uh, situation that you're in. Uh, raised three kids and just, you know, they're your main priority, your main focus, your main financial responsibility. So fishing from the bank is just kind of the way it is. And I think a lot of folks are like that. And there's a lot of YouTube channels out there that do have, you know, more of that boat aspect of fishing. And there's not too many bank guys out there that are bringing information to people that are fishing from the bank. And I think that that's a big, uh, it's, it's a big part of fishing. And I think it's important. Agreed. Hey, <laughs> all right, Jake, uh, you kind of, we kind of touched on oh, this a little bit. I wanted to ask you about your history with your YouTube channel. You kind of mentioned, uh, you kind of mentioned it to me before you kind of got inspired by a couple YouTube channels. I think it was river certified and catfish and carp. Is that correct? Uh, I watched a little catfish and carp. Uh, Richard Gene, the fishing machine. Oh yeah, Richard Gene. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, so, I kind of look at you as like a little rising star of the Midwest YouTuber because uh, you started YouTube what maybe a year ago and you're yeah you got like close to three thousand subs, don't you? Uh, twenty three hundred. Yeah, I started in November of two thousand nineteen. So I, I feel pretty honored to have the following that I have at this point. Uh, it definitely didn't come easy by any means, man. It, it's a lot of work trying to keep your content in front of people and, and meet new people, build relationships with people and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I was talking to fishing kit, uh, right, right before we got online, it was that I, I really do think, um, your content, the reason why you grew so fast is because dude, you're educational, man. I was, I, I was binging your stuff probably for the last couple of weeks here. And I'm telling you, because what you're doing is you're, you're teaching people step by step. Because I was telling Kate, I was like, a lot of people fish like, all right, fish on, fish on. And then that's about it. All right. Okay. I'm fishing at this lake, whatever. And then fish on, fish on. Like, I know what fish on looks like. All right. Yeah. But, but what you do was, um, it was, it's totally badass to me is because uh, you, you tell us, okay, I'm using this and how many feet or I, I'm throwing it this direction, the reason why and all that stuff. Um, to me, that is something that a lot of people, when they look at your channel or, you know, look at the stuff you do is like, holy crap, that, you know, it's, it's in information that they can use, uh, a skill set that they can use when they go fishing. I mean, is that, was that something that you were focused on, man, or it just kind of just fell into your lap or what? It, it is, it is. And that comes a little bit from, you know, what I did for a living for the past 25 years, you know, training people and, and building people is something that I did professionally as a career. And, um, I think the ability to be able to share my experiences, not only just like you said, fish on, I'm catching fish and, and, you know, but actually sharing what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, the ability for people to go to their own home lakes and be able to apply those things and be more successful. And it, it's, it's crazy. It's just now getting to the point where I've got people reaching out to me. They're excited. They're trying these things that I've been doing and they're show, showing me pictures of, of their success and stuff like that. And that that's part of the fun of it. Fishing goes back to me from being a little kid, man. I've always been passionate about it. One of the junior high papers that I wrote in English was about becoming a professional bass fisherman. <laughs> you know, Bill Dance was big and popular back then and watched him and and, you know, I've always wanted a career in, in the fishing industry. And I think, unfortunately, I probably should have started this adventure maybe five or six years ago, but I started it when I started it and, and I'm just having a blast doing it, man. And that's the fun part of it. Yeah, no, no, that's, um, no, you, one, 
thousand percent correct on that because a lot of people are like, oh, I should have started this YouTube, you know, a while back ago. I should have this. This is so fun and all that stuff, but it's okay. Yeah, at least you you took the initiative and just did it because a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to, to actually take that initial step just to even start a YouTube channel. A lot of people don't realize that to be in front of the camera to talk. Like I remember, Kit. Man, it's so awkward talking to myself, right? You know, a lot of people yeah. don't realize how, how awkward that is. Yeah, beginning. full disclosure, disclosure before I even started the YouTube thing. I tried it maybe a year before I actually, you know, took it seriously. Took footage of myself, threw it on my computer, listened to myself talk. I'm like, nope, I ain't doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, man. Sometimes the toughest step is the first step. My first video, you look at that intro, man, and it is... It, it, it's it's pretty raw it's you know yeah. what but but that's a cool i think who's oh yeah it was spencer on river certified what he was saying is like that's fine your your content at the beginning it's gonna suck but if you as long as you get better and you can see like all your guys's content because i watch all your guys's content from the beginning to the like where you guys are today you can just see that you've gotten better and it's it's you know it goes with goes to show with all your guys following and everything cool but it's 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 pretty badass i love it i love it man. yeah i and you're right on that i mean i think if you take it serious and you really want to make something out of it you do you you're you're you are your biggest critic and, and i i criticize my videos every time i edit one <laughs> yeah, i'm notorious I, for saying guys too much oh man i, I, I there's there's always those yeah. words that you you don't oh. realize you say Man, I'm so bad with it too. I say like, and you know, those are like my two. Look, I I, I just did it. <laughs> those are my two. <laughs> so this is the thing. A lot of people, because all the previous episodes, I will say like, you know, my wife never watches a show. All right, she doesn't listen to our podcast, and she never watches a show. She goes, it's because you say the same freaking shit that I hear all the time. She goes, I don't want to hear it anymore. But you you guys are right, man. She. She's a pretty big critic, but she goes, I won't watch it because I already hear it day in, day out about blah, 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 fishing and all that crap. So, all right. Speaking of fishing. So what do you got going on back in Illinois right now? I know uh, where you're at ice fishing isn't really a thing. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, you know, we might get a week, maybe two weeks of safe ice. And it, that's primarily located on like your smaller farm ponds and stuff like that. Your, your big main lakes. Uh, even if they do freeze over, I mean, it's got to be a pretty cold winter here in central Illinois to, to get safe ice on the big lakes. Um, so power plant lakes are, are something that I fish pretty religiously over the winter. Uh, there's a couple of spillways that do stay open pretty much all winter long as well. So sometimes I'll make a couple of visits to them, depending on the water level. Uh, I mean, we're in drought situations here in Illinois right now. So some of the spillways aren't even flowing. I think wow. we have that kind of issue too, Kit. I mean, the water yeah, load. Just like in the Midwest in general. Uh, what 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 species are you targeting right now? Been doing a lot of crappie fishing. Um, I'm a big cat fisherman as well. Cold water cat fishing is a little bit tough. Yeah. And they don't get quite as active as they do in the spring and summer. But uh, I had a pretty good day out fishing with my brother a couple of weeks ago. We actually caught several good eater-sized channel cats you guys know from being YouTube creators, you take and wear your chest mount, but you don't always turn it on. I actually did that uh, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of those days. It was oh, one of those days. Man. So glad you brought that up. Uh, that, that is, we were not planning for this, but yeah, this guy, ladies and gentlemen, 
and I was on fire next to him. This is like, I, I, I never get recorded because I don't record fishing when I, I go. And he was, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to record me, and I'm on fire. And then he has the audacity. Oh, sh- I don't have my camera on after I already caught, like, <laughs> I, I probably caught at least, like, 20 fish already. And he goes, yep, sorry, Grady. I, I didn't have my camera. And then I go home. By the way, when I did turn on the camera, I didn't have audio. Thanks, man. <laughs> the afternoon bite turned out pretty good, though. <laughs> and that's all part of it. That's all part of it. So if anyone who's uh, looking to start YouTube channel and everything, what, what do you, um, I guess you say, well, what would be your recommendation or your advice? Because like, like Fishing Kid said, I mean, I was looking at your channel and just see the growth within a short span amount of time. What kind of advice would you give someone like who's thinking about this? Because I've actually seen a lot of listeners or, or, you know, post and comment like, yeah, I'm about to start my YouTube channel or I just started my YouTube channel or whatnot. And it's so cool to see us to have a bunch of, you know, um, successful YouTube, you know, uh, channels on our show. So what kind of advice would you give someone who's looking to do a fishing YouTube channel right now? What, what would be your first couple things that they should do? I, I would say I'm still pretty much a rookie at this YouTube thing. I, I, I'm honored to feel like somebody thinks I'm successful. I mean, as far as seeing the, the short-term growth that I've had, stay consistent with your content. Try to pay attention to your videos that are, are doing well, what you did in those videos, how you presented the information to the viewer in those videos, and try to not necessarily do the same video over and over and over again, but try to apply the things you've learned from your successful videos to apply in future videos. Yeah, makes sense. Simple. Yeah. And, and I tell you this, audio is just as important as your video quality. And as a matter of fact, it's probably more important. Right. Because if you got bad audio, your video is pretty much useless. Scrap it. I think the first four or five months of my channel, I had no external mic. So I was running just the, the internal mic on the GoPro Hero 7 Black that I had. And so, you know, windy days, that's rough. Yeah. What do you, what do you have for an external mic now? I use the Purple Panda. Yeah, I picked up a Tascam because the, I don't know if you ever used the GoPro Hero 5. Oh man, that's like the, the first generation of the new body style that they did. And the audio is so bad. It sounds like you're underwater the whole time. Yep. I think audio is a, I think that's because, you know, we were doing a podcast at the beginning and I had, that was the biggest investment I had to make. I had to make sure we got mics and, and stuff because I was like, yeah, man, you can't, you can't do a podcast and if your audio is shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and then you can't do, no, it was true with the YouTube though. That totally makes sense. You can't really do it because yeah, people are going to watch it, but they also want to hear, you know, decently what you're trying to say and, and, and do type of thing. So, um, I mean, I look at YouTube, it's, it's, it's like another form of television. It is a form of television. I think it's going to overtake television in a way, in my opinion, in the next couple of years. Oh, I definitely tend to agree. I was just going to say the other thing about audio. I mean, when you're out there in the elements and, and you're doing any type of filming outdoors, you've got no control of what's going on around you. If, if you're sitting in a studio or, or, you know, an area that you've set up in your home to do a podcast, you can control your audio a lot easier yeah. but when you're out there and it's 25, 30 mile an hour winds on a day when you're out trying to fish. I mean, you better have an external mic with a dead cat or otherwise you're going to be laying voice overlays on top of your video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of doing the voiceovers because it, it feels 
Like there's a disconnect between what's happening on screen and what you're saying. Almost feels like you got a narrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of those channels when they do that. And you're right. It, it, there's a big disconnect when that when 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 you do the voiceover. Um it's just it's just it's not as uh, pure, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but when I watch your guys' videos and you can hear you guys talk and explain everything right then and there, it's just for some reason it just you, you connect a little bit better on that. So that's pretty cool. Definitely. Definitely. Hey Jake, I wanted uh I'm curious about your um uh... So I first, uh, I think I started seeing you around on the Angling with Arlie page. So how, I'm curious about your relationship with Arlie and how did you get involved with that page? Yeah, that's kind of like how I discovered you. And I see you, you guys have a pretty good working relationship there. So I'm just curious, you know, how, how did how'd you guys meet? Well, definitely. Backing that up, I first discovered you, Kit, when, when you teamed up with Spencer on an ice fishing video last year and and then so to have you drop into my my inbox was pretty awesome in my opinion I was pretty excited about that um but backing it up to Arlie um Arlie and Gary are somewhat sponsored by brush pile jigs plastics they're a a local crappie plastics company and uh provide them some different product for their page for giveaways and stuff like that so brush pile jigs is a, a company that's kind of behind my youtube channel they help me out with a lot of my crappie plastics um lee and jennifer sharp over there actually provided me with my first gopro provided me with the external mic that i use today um, wow. really kind of inspired me to, to kind of follow after my dream and what i wanted out of the fishing industry and so i i happened upon gary and uh arlie through lee and jennifer and i just i just really loved what arlie and gary are trying to do the fact that they you know do a lot of giveaways for kids they put uh, you know brand new fishing rods and reels tackle boxes tackles they take the kids out fishing they get them excited about what what our sport is what our our passion is and it, it just really helps continue to grow what we were taught as kids and, and what's uh, important to us and it just you know passes everything that we've got going on to the next generation yeah no i mean that's um that's what i'm trying to do with my kids no you i I love that type of type of stuff because you know i i have four daughters and they're they're getting to that age where i can actually start taking them out because i think i take them ice fishing now and you're right. I mean, I just want, I want them to experience what it's like to, to get that, that little tug on your pole. Um, just seeing that fish, you know, flop. It's just um, to see their faces when they catch a, a bluegill freaking it, it, it's priceless to me. Um, so, you know, hearing stories like that, that that's inspiring to me. So I, I appreciate stuff, stuff like that, man. So cheers. Definitely, definitely. And Arlie and those guys, man, they're a great group. If any of you guys haven't looked them up on Facebook, and maybe you're from the Iowa area, or maybe you're not, they're a great group to follow. They got a lot of good um, content out there, a lot of good information out there, and a really good, really good Facebook group to be a part of. Let's talk about fishing, man. Teach me. I want to learn a little bit more. So I, I see your success in regards to uh, the crappie fishing, especially during the I was watching a lot of your videos and everything, but during the fall, you have a lot more success than me, obviously. I mean, what would you say during, especially during the fall, during the fall coming towards winter? Uh, I, I just want to know what would you be your best tip to a person going to, let's just say we're going to a, a river 
I'm going to go to a river nearby that has uh, a bridge or whatever or whatnot. Is it, I've seen you have a lot of success near the bridges. I guess you can say, do you uh, pre-plan where you're going to go? And then, I mean, what tailors to your success going for crappies during the fall? Mm, I, that's time on the water, man. I mean, just knowing the lakes that I fish and, and when those fish are going to be there and how I'm going to be able to catch them. But if I was to give anybody some advice in regards to targeting fish in the fall, it, it would be definitely find bait fish. You know, and, and when water temperatures cool down, uh, bait fish tend to gravitate towards rocks, laydowns, and anything that's associated with some reasonably close water depth. You know, anything that's, that's got some deeper water around it as well. That way the fish have a spot to kind of dip back into, um, you know, seek some warmer water or some shelter, uh, but yet still have those shallower areas to come up and feed. And, and those are kind of some things that you can look at, in, in my opinion, and, and hopefully be able to find some fish. I mean, I, I call it if the fish cooperate. I, I can try and know everything that I can about going out and catching fish. But unless the fish cooperate, I'm only as successful as the fish let me be. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Nope. True that. Very true. <laughs> hey, and I know there isn't much ice fishing opportunities in Europe, but have, have you ice fished? I feel like that's kind of a silly question, but some people have never ice fished. Never. Wow. Nope. wow. Never. Never. Uh, I'm actually going to be making a trip up to your area here next week. I'll be up in uh, the Des Moines, Iowa area uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday next week. Be the uh, 15th, 16th, and 17th. The actual the angling with our league group is putting on a, a big benefit for veterans that weekend. And uh, coming up to film that, be a part of that, and really looking forward to it. It'll be my first time on the ice. I, I know how to stay warm out in the cold weather, but I've got no idea about ice fishing. And double bonus, my wife is actually coming with me, and she's going to be out on the ice with us as well. That, is it going to be her first time too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I actually later. had to take her out specifically by her, like, complete total winter gear to be able to do this because it's nothing that she had uh, in the closet to be able to be out there in those type of temperatures and stuff like that. Yeah. And that event, I'm, I'm actually going to be a part of that event too. So I'll be there. I'll bring my cameras and stuff. I'll finally get to meet, meet Jake in person. Heck yeah, man. I'm no, looking I, forward to that. I, I had heard you were going to be a part of that. So that'll mm -hmm. be awesome to be able to meet you in person and, uh, and definitely be a part of that event. That's, I think it's uh it's a great thing they're doing with that as well. Cool, cool. No, that's awesome. And um, yeah, layer up. That's what I recommend. But be forewarned. When you catch the first couple of fish, you will be addicted. I'm just gonna let you know. When you pull, yeah. for some reason, when you pull that first couple of fish through that hole, it's just like, what the? All right, I gotta do this again. Like all yeah. the time. Keeping warm. Uh, I'd say boots and gloves are the two big things. Because if your feet or hands are cold. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. I just actually upgraded my boot game. I picked up a pair of uh, muck Arctic ice boots. They're like rated I think, like minus 20 or something like that. Yeah, I got the Mark Arctic Pros. They're, I don't know if they still make them or not because I bought them. Man, I want to say when I first started ice fishing like six years ago or so. Yeah, just I will tell you, I've been out the past two days and in central Illinois, the past two days, it has not been worn by any means. Mm. I don't think we broke. I think today it got up to like maybe 32. Yesterday was like maybe 29. Mm. 
and no problems, man. Those boots are great. I think I'll be in good shape. Wow. It was like 40 degrees in Iowa. I know. So strange. It's really strange. Like we, Oh yeah. Yeah. I would just recommend, yeah, like, like fishing kit said, uh, um, double up on the socks and, and, and all that. And the biggest thing that I learned because, okay, this is the one thing that uh, a lot of people don't know, or some people don't know when you're ice fishing. Cause you, you know, sometimes you, you don't want to stand an ice fish. You sit down and you're ice fishing and then you, you, you still have your feet on the ice, you know? So that ice, obviously, if you have, especially if you have ice cleats and all that stuff, so it's metal. So the cold goes through that and it connects to obviously your shoe and your boots. So it gets your feet really cold. The best way to warm it up is actually to walk around. And I, I, I probably, honestly, I probably only learned that maybe by a couple of years ago. I was like, why is my feet so damn cold all the time? It's because I'm sitting on my fat ass and I'm not walking around and getting the blood circulating. It's really crucial. I, I swear it's one of those things where um, I had no idea until I started just like walking around a little bit more instead of just sitting there and ice fishing. But yeah, you, you'd be really, it makes it horrible if, uh, if your feet is cold when you're ice fishing. That's as the biggest thing I would agree. What do you have for uh, ice fishing gear, Jake? Anything at all? <laughs> all right. Zero, my friend. Well, uh, you got extra rods for him? Kit? Oh yeah, I I got extra rods and stuff. Okay, because uh, um, yeah, if you need some extra rods, don't even worry about that. We'll we'll, we'll take care of you because uh, I'll, I'll give some to Fishing K if you need some. But if he has extra, so you should be good. And I'll throw, I'll give you guys some lures to, to try out also, man. I'm I'm pretty sure Arlie and the gang's got some stuff ready for you too. I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. They've said they they said bring yourself and bring your warm clothes, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I I think you'll be in for a good time. You might. You might get addicted and you'll start driving up north well every season soon here i bet i could see that man well, I'm, I'm that's tough. the thing I mean, yeah i could drive like maybe two two and a half hours north in illinois and, and find safe ice i mean you get up maybe like i said two two and a half hours north of where i'm at and i mean you're basically on the same same line as you guys are at at that point i i've just never taken the opportunity to do it another thing i'm looking forward to catching a yellow perch Oh, never caught a yellow perch. I've never huh? caught one. Never caught a yellow perch, so I'm looking forward to that. It looks like a good-looking fish, and I'm kind of a panfish guy. Where, uh, where is it going to be at, Kit? It's a private lake. It's got like a campground on it. I cannot think of the name off the top of my head. Do you, do you know what what the lake is called, Jake? I do not. No. Yeah, I I talked to Gary about it. It it just escapes me because. Yeah. You know, it's a lake that I've never been to, and it's it's there's there isn't public access to it, okay. so don't yeah people don't better not get the idea we're gonna drop the name like oh yeah we're gonna go out there and we're gonna go fishing. I I was just wondering because uh, the reason being because um hopefully if you can get some eater size yellow perch I'm telling you Jake I would say yellow perch is probably one of the uh, best eating fish out there um, besides. I would say it's probably like a mini walleye. That that's what I would compare um, a, a yellow perch to. I don't think Jake has, has many walleye opportunities out there either. Oh, see, I don't, I don't even know. Do you guys even have walleyes down there? Oh, no nope. walleye. We've got a couple of lakes that have walleye, but like yellow perch, walleye, smallmouth bass, those are things that we don't have a, a real big opportunity for around the areas that I'm at, at least the lakes that I fish in. Um, there's a couple of lakes that do have them, 
the population may not be as great, or I just don't have the ability or the knowledge to find them, uh, which is probably more the case than anything. <laughs> He's here for a couple of days. Maybe we can see if we can get him on some walleye through the ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. What Besides the event, what else do you have planned uh, that weekend? So basically, I mean, it's going to be a quick in and out trip. I mean, we're planning on leaving our place probably at around 6 a.m. on Friday, which would put us up around you guys' way around 11. Uh, Arlie and Gary are planning on taking me out somewhere Friday afternoon to do some ice fishing and then Saturday's event. And then Sunday, I don't have anything planned, but just kind of hang out and start my trip back home. Mm. Oh, my wife just said that we could stay an extra night. So, oh, <laughs> right. As long as she's got a good meal, she said we can stay an extra night. So okay. you never know. We might be able to pull off an extra a Sunday night stay or maybe come over on Thursday morning and, and stay through Sunday. I don't know. Nice. Okay. Okay. If Arlie and uh, Gary can't put you on a walleye, I think, I think I could help out there. All right. You seem to be like you, you stay on top of the walleye game pretty well over that way. I'm better on the river, not so much through the ice, probably because I'm um, catfish through the ice. And yeah, that's, that's where it's at for me. And wipers through the ice too. Now I'd love to get a hold of a wiper through the ice. Oh yeah. That, that'd be nuts, man. See, I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, try for wipers tomorrow. And I guess I could keep scouting. If I could get on a wiper bite, we could do, we could go do that. I'm excited. Jake, by the way, he's going to go and find out if the wiper bite is on at a specific location. If it's on, I already told my wife, I go, you got the kids and I'm there, man. Cause that's, it's, it's something, um, you're right, man. Once you catch a wiper through the ice, like kid always says, well, why fish for anything else, man? <laughs> I mean, you might get skunked a few times doing it, but everyone you catch through the ice, oh, that it reminds you like, okay, this is why I got skunked yesterday. You guys have wipers out there. And, don't and you? that's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. The lake that I was actually fishing today, um, one of the, the young men that I fish with up there regularly, he actually snuck out after school. They just actually put our kids back in school. It's his senior year. He just started a YouTube channel as well. DME fishing. If you guys want to check him out, he's a, he's a, a newbie on YouTube and he could definitely use some support as well, but I've been fishing with him quite a bit. Uh, the lake that I was at, it's his kind of home lake. He went out today after school, fished the last hour of daylight and put uh, six wipers on the bank. Wow. Nice. And, big, and like three of them were probably like maybe three to five pound fish. So they were pretty good sized wipers. Yeah. Those are good fish. Yep. I can't wait, man. Hopefully good luck tomorrow, Kit. Cause <laughs> I want to catch a, I haven't caught a wiper through the eyes for almost two years now. So uh, I, I want to wish you luck, man, as best you can, because then hopefully I'm going to hit you up and like, yeah, I got one or two or three and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get out there and then dude, that'd be awesome. We can get, we can get Jake out there, man. When he comes up here to get a wiper through the ice, that'd be pretty badass, man. Yeah. I'd be real happy for him too. <laughs> Is there a bucket list fish, man, uh, that you want to catch or anything like that, Jake, uh, that, you know, off the top of your head, is there something like, man, I, I, I wish I can catch one of those. I just don't have it around my area or whatnot, but is there anything that you would, would love to catch that you have? Uh, I yet? mean, yeah. I mean, Northern Pike was Northern Pike, probably um, smallmouth bass would be one. Yellow perch. I mean, I, I don't have any big aspirations of catching your your giant ocean fish. I don't make it down. I don't make it out to the ocean enough to really 
have those aspirations. But as far as like freshwater fish, yeah, those would be a few. Musky is one that I think I'm actually going to possibly maybe make a few attempts this winter to target. Uh, there's a spillway that's maybe about an hour and 30 minutes from me that holds some really trophy sized musky. So I'm going to, I'm going to maybe, maybe do some looking into that. I don't want to go in there undergunned. I understand that uh, I'm going to probably need a little bit more than what I've got on hand right now. I think your blue cat gear could, could take a musky. It, it could. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to get the proper lures and leaders, I think, is going to be the biggest problem. Right. That's what I wish we had here in Iowa. Blue cats. I mean, every time every time uh, I see your blue cat video, I was like, man, I love blue cats. Uh, I wish we had blue cats. Like, I miss blue cats. They're, they're so fun. They get so big. That's why I, I want to take a trip out to your area, you know, catch those blue cats. I think I, I asked in one of your videos, like, hey, can you get a kayak in that lake? <laughs> Oh, you definitely can, man. And, you know, next year, I actually just recently purchased a kayak right before temps started dropping. So my experience level in a kayak is next to none. Mm. And I was not confident enough to get out and target big catfish from a kayak this, this past fall season. I value my life a little bit more than to just go out and being risky. Too old to take those kind of chances, you know what I'm saying? So next summer, I'm going to build that confidence level. And and next fall, you know it, man. I'm going to be putting some big blue cat over the side of that kayak that I've got. And uh, that should make for some fun action as well. Yeah, I've caught caught a few down in Kansas. Nothing huge, nothing huge. But my goal is to catch like a 30, 40 pounder out of the kayak. Yeah, you and me both, man. I'm still stuck in the mid-20s. And I've been targeting big blue cats for the past two years. Not that that's a real long time or anything, but I mean, we've got some good opportunities there at the local lake that I fish, but uh, I'd like to get out of the mid twenties. That, that'd be real nice. Man, I haven't caught a But blue, blue cats are kind of like the wipers, the ice. Blue cats to me, it's the same situation. You get skunked a couple times and you go home with your, your head hung low. And then the next time you come out and just knock the crap out of them, and you remember exactly why, like you said, you got skunked the past couple times. It's worth it every time. Once you hook into one, it's absolutely worth it. All right. You guys sold me on the blue catfish thing. I got to get, I, I've never caught a blue catfish yet. So that's, uh, I guess I'm going to upgrade my kayak possibly. I mean, oh, shoot, man. My wife's not listening. Yeah, I'm going to upgrade my kayak <laughs> for next year. So uh, hopefully I can, <laughs> so hopefully I can, uh, you guys can take me out to go get some blue cats. I have not caught a blue cat yet. And I just see your guys' videos. It's like, damn, man, I, that looks awesome. <laughs> damn it. I, I really, I, I got to make a journey. Cause uh, like, like Kit said, dude, we don't have no blue cats up here. So I wish, I wish, man, but well, but hey, didn't you just see uh, somebody posted? Didn't they catch like a blue cat in Iowa, Kit, somewhere? Um, it was a lake right next to the Mississippi, and the guy who caught it, his theory is that somebody took it out of the Mississippi and put it into that lake, which makes sense. Unless unless the Mississippi maybe flooded, I'm not sure how close that lake is. Uh, I don't know if it's like right next to the Mississippi, but it's it's pretty close. I don't know if it'd be close enough for like, you know, a flood to push fish into that lake or not. But uh, yeah, I was like, blue cat, do the ice in Iowa? Like you don't even hear about blue cats through the ice period, let alone in Iowa. 
So I was really surprised by that. And there- he said he said it weighed forty one pounds, which is insane. He had to drill two extra holes, so he had a he had a diamond uh, worth of holes to pull that fish out. That that's forty one pounds. That's insane. So okay, so for the newbies like myself that doesn't know much about blue cats, like okay, what's the reasoning behind why they um, aren't up north a little bit more? Is it temperature of the water? Is there specific reasons? If you guys can teach someone like myself that doesn't know anything about blue cats, you know what I. I just think it's my friend just out of their range. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the sheer fact that the lakes that they're in, in my area, they were stocked by the Illinois department of natural resources. They had a stocking program at uh, Lake Springfield, which is only about 20 minutes from where I live. I believe they stocked that lake 13 years ago. And then uh, they've also had a stocking in Lake Clinton, which is the lake that I was at today. And that that's been a little more recent, but I believe there was another YouTube guy, uh, Jonathan from Hooked Catfish, that went up to Clinton here recently and and just knocked the crap out of some really good blue cats at that lake. So I'm looking forward to uh, definitely exploring some of those opportunities this upcoming season. But as far as why they're in my area and not in you guys, again, I think it's just kind of the, the just the sheer fact that the Illinois Department of Natural Resources de- decided to put them in a couple of our lakes as opposed to maybe... Iowa's Department of Natural Resources not wanting to stock them in the lakes for whatever reason that may be. At uh, this uh, the lake that the wipers are at, I'm not going to drop the name yet. <laughs> that lake. So, yeah, that lake. They they actually tried stocking blue cats and there was no success um, with the blue cats there. But now recently in the past, uh, I want to say three or four years, they're they're trying to establish them in a couple lakes a little bit further south of uh like des moines so i don't know maybe north of des moines a little bit too cold for them i've seen a big blue cat caught out of a farm pond in southern iowa uh, i think we're just we're probably like right at the at the tip of their range i think that's the main reason because they have tried stocking them and for whatever reason they just don't take or maybe our your lakes are pretty deep that they stock them in aren't they jake i'm guessing like 50 <laughs> 60 feet yeah, that's what I, that was going to be the other thing that I was going to mention is, is I don't know, you know, the average depth of some of the lakes around your area, but the lakes that they're stocked in here, uh, it, there's some pretty deep channels that run through there. So, you know, the, the cold temps really don't, don't bother them. One of the lakes that I do have close to me, I'm sure you guys probably heard about Powerton. Have you guys heard of Powerton? Mm-hmm. Central Illinois is like premier big blue cat lakes. Uh, big power plant lake, but I think the average depth in it is like, I don't know, 10, 12 feet. It's not a real deep lake, but it's a power plant lake and they're consistently pumping warm water. Well, one of the big concerns with that lake is, is the average depth isn't deep enough to sustain a blue, blue cat population. And if the lake freezes over too many times, those fish keep dying off. Mm. And eventually that lake will just it, this is this is again is just from research that I've done that lake may not sustain a, a healthy blue cat population in the future just due to the average depth in that particular lake. So I know that plays a little bit of a factor in in where they're placing blue cats and how well they survive. Um, can you explain because uh, I'm pretty sure other people are wondering. Okay, so explain power plant lakes like what does the power plant do to the fish and to the water you know near and 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 why do fish like i mean how does that help the fish i'm just 
wondering. No, yeah, I mean, you're good. Uh, power plant lakes. So in my area, most of our lakes are or at least were power plant lakes. Um, so a power plant being on the lake, they use the water from the lake to essentially cool the generators for the uh, the power plant, the power, and I'm, I'm, I don't work at a power plant. I don't know exactly what they do. I know they pump the water through and when the water comes back out, it's hot and they pump hot water back into the lake. So when you got a warm water discharge on a lake, of course, you know, you're going to have fish that populate in that warm water area uh, that's, that's close to that warm water discharge. You're going to typically not have a lake freeze over on those lakes if, if the power plant is uh, recirculating that warm water on a regular basis. Now, since some changes in regards to coal plants, I know a lot of the Illinois power plants are starting to close down. And one of them is what I would consider to be my home lake, which is Lake San Chris. And I think they, last year, I think they probably ran that plant maybe 15 days the entire winter. And last year was the first year in a very, very, very long time uh, first week of January, I went over there to fish the hot water discharge and it was frozen so solid I could walk across it. Wow. And I haven't seen that since I was probably a kid and hell, I'm 42 years old. So thank you. Cause you just educated. I can't learn on that. No, I'm serious. I can almost guarantee you there might be one or two listeners or watchers that is going to be like, what's a power plant lake. But now a lot of people are going to go fishing near a power plant. <laughs> because of that now FYI. Yeah, it, well that, that was kind of the main topic of my video today is is just you know the ability if you have a power plant lake near you and, and the ability to find where the warm water discharge is try to fish the most public access you can to that warm water and even if even if you're in an area that doesn't get safe ice um, or maybe you are in an area that does get safe ice but you just want an open water fishing experience as opposed to a hard water fishing experience, find the warm water and you're going to find some fish. Mm. Yeah. That's a power plant. Lake would be cool to fish. I think that's another reason why I want to hop over the border to Illinois because you guys have tons of power plant lakes. We got, I don't think we have any. No. That's, that's why I'm like, I had no idea, but I wish now cause I, I see Jake. I'm like, dang, where, where's our power plant lake? Kid? Oh, fellas, the, the past two days, you you should have seen and taken in the views that I took in the past two days at this lake that I was fishing. Not only did we have snow come through over the weekend, but we had ice like the like three or four days before. So like everything stuck to the trees. It's just like a winter wonderland outside. And then when you're fishing the power plant lake, all you've got is just steam and fog. So, I mean, it's just the most picturesque thing that you, you could ever experience. It's, and that's part of the cool thing about fishing is experiencing those things, being able to be out there and see that type of stuff. And uh, it, it was just awesome, truly awesome. It was God's blessing the past two days for me to be able to be out there and fishing. Badass. I can't Cheer, wait. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, guys. <laughs> Amen, fellas. So what's your, what's your coming up plans as far as fishing? You know, past, past this uh, veterans event, like what's the next two or three months looking for you? Well, January and February is tough for me because the actual ability to stay consistently on fish gets even more difficult in January and February with obviously cold temperatures, some lakes being frozen and unable to be fished on. Essentially, I've got one lake 
and a spillway. Mm. So I'll get creative. I might do a little catfish catch and cook. I've, I've got a little, maybe a, a wintertime channel cat catch and cook lined up. Um, shot a video out of today's trip. I think it's going to be a pretty good video. I'm looking forward to it. But then uh, again, I, I may target some musky. I don't know. Have some fun with it, man. Just be creative. I don't know. I, I just enjoy <laughs> out, going out and going fishing. So whatever I decide to go and fish for last February, I'd put out a bunch of carp videos. Mm. <laughs> hey, carp. And the inspiration to that was, is I tail hooked a carp while I was out crappie fishing. And that carp must have been maybe about seven or eight pounds. So on my light crappie gear, you could just imagine how much fun that was. So then I'm like, well, let's make some pack bait. Let's make some homemade method leads and let's go after some carp in February. Nice, man. So you never know. I think catching a carp through the ice would be crazy. There's there's a few people that do it. It's not, you know, super popular amongst ice fishermen, but I think it's something I want I want to try because you know I just I just like catching big fish through the ice and a carp's a big fish. Why not? There's no doubt about that, man. I bet you that'd be a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it, I, I've never caught a carp. Uh, obviously, I never caught a carp through the ice. That would be kind of interesting, man. So hopefully, get a get a chance to do that, Kit. I don't know. How, how do you even target carp through the ice? I think same same baits yeah. you would use in open water, just your pack baits, corn. Uh, what, are, what are those things called? Boilies? You ever use boilies, Jake? Boilies? Yeah. I have not. No. My, my brother just went all in on his carp game, though. He ordered a bunch of method leads from overseas and boilies and <laughs> synthetic corn and what is, what is, what is he called? Cordagoo? I think it is whatever type of that stuff you squirt on your, your, oh. your synthetic. <laughs> oh, he let us know how that works. <laughs> oh, he's caught a couple of uh, man. He, I, I wish I had the picture of this carp that he caught. You have to. I'll, I'll see if I can share it to my Facebook page, the Jigging with Jake Facebook page. This carp he caught first time out fishing with those method leads. It was just a freaking brute, man. That'd be awesome catching carp, man, through the ice. Hopefully, hopefully that happens, Kit, one one of these days, dude. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. Um, so Jake, I just uh, you know, my last question, I just want to know, like, I mean, just to see, you know, your channel grow and everything on, on YouTube, everything. I mean, what do you I know you said you you want to get into the fishing industry. I mean, what what's your what what's your goal at the end of, of, of everything of what you're doing with, with your channel, with your fishing, with your, um, your content, everything. What, what's your, what's your goal? Uh, my end goal, I guess. Yeah. Just, if you... yeah. My end goal, just keep working, see how things go. I mean, I'd love to see myself like uh, Richard Jean, the fishing machine, um, uh, catfish and carp, you know, something that, that, that people get on board with and just, have a good time enjoy my experiences maybe learn some things along the way and have a good time doing it um but if that doesn't work out I, you know what i'm an old man living a young man's dream right now so <laughs> you only got one trip around this this thing called life and i'm just trying to make the very best of what god's given me hey, so no. i'm gonna get out there have, have a good time doing it and if it works out for me, great. If not, we can have some fun and we can have some laughs along the way and I'll keep on doing what I'm doing. Mad respect to that. But hey, don't say we're old, man. You're, you're only like two years older than me, Jake. <laughs> oh, no, I don't believe that for a second. Really? I'm, I'm 40, man. 
Okay, man, you wear it better than I do, my friend. Actually, you know what? When I, when I take the beard off, I cut like ten years off my face. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There you go. There. So, like we were saying before, we jumped on. Go, go back. And- we, we can't grow this fishing kid and I myself. We can grow about that about it. That this is about it. a little little patch. Yeah. What? Go, go back and look at my screen video. What if I told you I was 45, Jake? What's that, kid? What if I told you I was 45? No dice. Yeah, I'd I'd be lying to you. <laughs> Take ten years off of that. Yeah. I'm 35. I was gonna I'm, say, not, I'm not too far behind you guys. I was gonna I was gonna say maybe 33. Man, you got anything else for uh, uh for Jake Kit? Man, this has uh, been fun, man. I just wanted to get a chance to kind of get to know you a little bit more after watching all you know binging all your shows and everything. So that was kind of cool. You got anything else for him, man? Uh, yeah, Jake. Uh, before we close out for today, um, Jigging with Jake, how can people get a hold of you? Want to throw out your social media, whatever. You got it, man. You can find me on YouTube, Jigging with Jake. Facebook as well, Jigging with Jake. Instagram, I think it's like Jigging with Jake underscore nineteen. Just search Jigging with Jake. You'll see the logo. You'll find me. Big thing is just hit me up on YouTube, man. Give some of my videos a view. If you guys like the content, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It's free. Likes are always appreciated as well. Comments are always greatly appreciated. And I always answer every single comment, guys. So appreciate you guys having me on tonight. It's definitely been a blast. And uh, appreciate the shout out to my channel as well. Thank you, guys. Ah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Jake. Definitely appreciate that. And, and like you said, you guys got to go check out his channel. Learn a little bit about fishing, especially from the banks, you know, like like cheap fishermen like myself that can't afford. So <laughs> other than that, guys, till next time. <laughs>